Hi, Matt. Uh, I'm Alex Black, President and CEO of uh, Rio2 Limited. Um, Rio2 Limited is focused in Chile with the Phoenix Gold Project. It's the largest undeveloped gold heap leach project in the Americas. Um, and we're in the process of commencing construction and a fully financed through to production. You are indeed. Um, thanks for coming back on, Alex. I think you actually uh, spoke with one of our analysts uh, about a month ago, kind of got into the weeds there. So yeah, that was an interesting experience. It, it was a bit brutal in places. <laughs> a few, few skies. No, it was good. It was good. That was a good experience. No, that was good. And it was a good experience for my guys as well. Yeah, and I, and I think, quite frankly, the um, people watching learned, learned a thing or two, not just about your project, but, but the way that they should think about um, gold mining, building gold mines. So that was brilliant. Um, look, today's going to be a little bit more light and fluffy in the sense that I just kind of look back in 2021 and sort of see lessons learned along the way and maybe look into 2022 about what you think the kind of timings are and deliverables should be. So, um, let, let's do that, shall we? So if I look back, what would you say the big, mom big moments were? 2021 was eventful for us. Um, we actually delivered what we said we would do, um, which is, which is a, a key part of our, um, our uh, value and, um, and, and also something that investors need to look for in, in companies that they invest in is that management do as they say they will do. Um, but, you know, just to, just to list off uh, a few of the things that we achieved, you know, we, we did run a mine test work that we said that we would do um, to, to demonstrate that run a mine would be uh, an economic uh, way for us to take the project forward uh, rather than going to uh, uh, crushing material. Um, we arranged the project financing for, for the project, uh, a mixture of equity, um, stream and, and debt. We can talk more about that in a minute, but that was, that was a key moment for us as well uh, and, and, and sets us up to take this project forward. So we're fully funded through the production. We don't have to raise any more money. When I look at our share price and people ask me <laughs> just about daily what's happening to your share price, I just say I don't care what's happening to the share price. At the end of the day, we, we've just got to deliver on this project it's a very methodical process, as, as everybody knows, mind building and, and who has watched mind building happen. Uh, it's a very methodical process. As I've said to a lot of people, you've got to be in this for the long term. You know, at the end of the day, we have to be able to methodically go through and achieve all our milestones in, in getting this project to production. Once we're in production, then we start cash flowing and then we start building a balance sheet and, and then you know, lots of things can happen after that point. Well, like, like you've, you've, gone, you've built companies before, you've built, um, you know, in, investor uh, wealth um, before for people. There's a lot of commentary in the marketplace at the moment. Like, you know, you guys are under constant pressure to respond to every single one of every single request from uh, any kind of shareholder, well, small, usually on the smaller side. How, how do you cope with that? Because I, I, I got to ask, because you get a lot of advice. You're quite outspoken on Twitter and, and social media. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm outspoken on social media because I think social media deserves it. And there's not a lot of guys of my experience level that actually opine. There's only a few of us. Um, a lot of others are scared of pressing the, uh, you know, the send button. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's an educational platform that I look at most social media. Um, 
But, um, you know, a lot of people talk to me and they say, well, you look really relaxed. You look really, you know, low key and everything like that. That's what this is all about. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about keeping calm. I mean, there's a lot of things going on in the background. I'm not pulling the levers. I'm the CEO. But I've got to show my guys calmness and leadership to get to the end game. Now, there's lots of things going on, lots of bumps on the road as we go forward, but that's what it's all about. So all I can say is, you know, for, for somebody like myself, a CEO of a company, um, you know, Doug Ramshaw, uh, uh, Patty, Patty at, um, at uh, Orzone, uh, et cetera. It's all about just keeping your feet on the ground and just keeping the ship going in the same direction, right, and not letting the boat rock too much. That's the key. And not making up as you go along, I suspect, which, which comes back to a point which we discussed last year with, with a panel that you were on, which is, if you've done it before, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You're, just, you're following a, a, a formula, as it were. So I'm intrigued in, as to what you think the formula is moving forward because you've got the money lined up, right? You, you kind of get various structures of capital available to you from, from, from Wheaton and the, and the debt and the equity, as you say. What do you do with it? What's the timing? And you know, are you nervous at all about what 2022 holds in store for the markets? I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not nervous at all. I mean, once again, um, I'm very practical about where we're at. You know, I'm very planted um, in 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 my thinking, but but at the end of the day, it is a, a recipe, right? And basically, we have the money. The next thing is to man up, right? So we're we're on a big um, employment uh, uh, campaign in in Chile. Uh, our contractors as well have mobilised. They're putting together their teams. It's all about people. It's all about our culture as well. Because at the end of the day, you know, we have a specific culture that we've put together over the last 10 years and the other two mines that we've built. So we've got to instil that on our workforce in Chile. Um, then it's, you know, uh, in tandem with all that, it's putting together the procurement for all the uh, pieces of equipment. Remembering this is a pretty simple project, so it's pipes, tanks, pumps. It's an ADR plant. Pumps have already been ordered. They're lead order items that have been ordered. Um, uh, pipes and tanks, obviously, are steel works, and, and, and we've ordered the steel. And um, there's been some cost inflation. Everybody will ask you, oh, yeah, so what's happening with inflation? Yes, there's inflation. But what you've got to do is you've got to look across the board at all your cost uh, items and see whether there are swings and roundabouts when one cost item goes up, can you offset offset that with something smart that you can do on the other side, right? So, so it's all about that. So, you know, when, when you have these, um, uh, I guess, impacts of inflation and other things, sure, you can freak out you know, if you want to, but at the end of the day, you just got to, you know, remain calm, look at the big picture. You know, the big picture is, and, and the picture is, for us is relatively simple. So you just put the pieces together and, and just methodically get to the end. Now we're guiding that we're gonna get our EIA approval in March. You know, there's nothing to say yet that we may not get that, but if it's April, if it's May, it's not gonna kill us, but uh, we'll tell everybody once we know 
that it might be April or May. Um, we're also saying that we're going to get our construction permit a few months after that. That's, you know, that's just a, a procedural thing. And then we're saying hopefully gold, first gold by the end of the year. If that's not the case, it might be, you know, early in the new year. So it, it's just a matter of just driving ahead, keeping everybody laser focused. We've got a great team. Um, you know, I can't talk enough about our team. Um, and, and, and it's all about just giving them all the resources, all the backup, all the support that I can as, as senior management, my other members of my senior management team, to allow them to execute and deliver uh, as we're saying we will do. Right. And the, but the, I guess we've got to deal with the, the kind of so what bit for shareholders, investors, right? You, you've got the money that you need to go and buy the things that you need to buy. You know the order of play and you're, you're, you're staffing up. I like the phrase manning up, but you're, you're manning up, um, to, uh, you know, you know, put the, put team in place and you and get all the training and so forth in, in place as well. But for investors, they're thinking, well, hang on. Okay. No dilution. That's good. Tick. But the time it takes, if things take three months, six months, 12 months longer than they should because supply chains, because, uh, you can't find the people that you want. You can't get the equipment that you need. Should they be concerned about that? Or is that just saying, well, if it's affecting us, it's going to affect everyone, so deal with it? I mean, I mean, how matter of fact should people be about how long it takes you to get into production? My favourite favorite catchphrase, it is what it is. I mean, all we can do is just keep pushing ahead. If we find that we're missing some of our um, milestones and our guidance that we put out there, then, then we'll, we'll say something about it. Um, but there's enough um, money in the financings that we've done to cover contingencies and to cover these periods of, of potential slowdown or, you know, events that are out of our control. So um, there's a good slide in our presentation that shows the use of proceeds and, and it's, it's got a graphic and a chart and, and it shows how much fat is left over and there's quite a bit of it. So, um, yeah, look, uh, you know, I mean, obviously I think about things, my team thinks about things, but, you know, we're not panic merchants. We just get on with it and we make it happen. And, 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 and you know, methodical is what is this business is all about. If you can be methodical and execute with good technical capability, then you, you, will, you will do well coming out the other end. What are the things that you can look at in terms of mitigating costs then? Because you talked about, you know, supply chain issues, talk about inflation, people arguing whether it's transitory or permanent or whatever, you know, it, the, what, what are you seeing out there? How are you mitigating against some of the effects of what you're seeing out there? Because I, I've seen fantastic stories where people are, their suppliers are holding stuff up at port in containers because they want to charge more money. Right, so they're taking advantage of situations. So, which is not true inflation; it's just gouging, price gouging. Um, what are you seeing on the ground? It's still early because you know we're still going through the procurement side of things, and 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 once again, um, mobilisation of contractors and ordering bits and pieces. So, it's gonna it's gonna be unveiled to us more and more as we as we go forward. Um, but you know, once again. Your team needs to be on the ball um, 
from the point of view of sourcing materials uh, and, and, and the delivery of those materials. And knowing the constraints that are in the system right now is, is what you have to manage. So it's difficult for me to say that I'm seeing anything right now because we're right at the beginning. Um, Paddy uh, at Orzone might be able to, you know, opine a little bit more on that because he's further down the track than we are. And, and obviously um, Doug at, uh, at uh, Minera Alamos, well, you know, they're, they're already in production. So they've been over the, the worst of it, I guess. Um, so, you know, um, let, let, let's see. But it, it, it's all about balancing. And so when something doesn't work quite well here, you've got to have something else going on in the background that you can compensate. And, and that's hard to explain. It's very, to a certain extent, it's very technical. Um, but you just got to trust that we as a management team know what we're doing and, you know, we, we will deliver on this project. And I guess there's, there's kind of the calmer, calmer minds also now compared to the beginning of the year in terms of what uh, uncertainty the Chilean elections would uh, bring. I think we've had a couple of questions sent in with regards to that. Perhaps yeah, I mean, look, you know, it's going to be next weekend. And guess what? One of the two guys is going to win. And guess what? We've got a project in Chile. And really, at the end of the day, we're going to be done. By the time the new government comes into power and brings in all the things that they want to do in the country, we should be well on, well on our way in construction, right? So, yes, there might be an impact on taxes, right? But I, I keep saying to people, if you're worried about the government hiking taxes, then you've got a marginal project, right? You've got a marginal project if you're so worried about government hiking taxes. At the end of the day... Any tax hike sure will eat into your bottom line, but it won't kill our project. And, and you better have a project that it won't kill because if you do, then, you know, probably shouldn't be in production anyway. And what about my question earlier with regards to what you think is happening next year with gold um, in, terms of, in terms of price? Because I think gold price has been, you know, perfectly adequate, quite frankly, and, and the producers have been making money. But the equities have suffered. People are looking elsewhere. They don't seem that interested. Do you think much is going to change next year? Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I'm a mining, a mining engineer. I'm all about building mines. At the end of the day, once again, I don't have a marginal product. Uh, project. I don't have to worry about the gold price. We have a break-even of about $1,100 gold on our project. So, you know, gold can oscillate, you know, to $300 from where it is today, and I'm not going to lose any sleep over. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, gold is relatively unloved. It's something that is um, a product, if you want to call it that, in a very competitive market, competitive from the point of view of, um, you know, stocks on the NASDAQ, stocks in the Dow, Bitcoin, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you name it. There's a lot of competition out there. So, you know, we're, we're not that loved. Um, if this was 20 years ago, obviously, with all the things that are going on in the world right now, probably gold would be, uh, you know, two or three times the value that it is today, but it's not, and we just got to suck it up. The good thing is that we see a new new base is formed, right? So we've got a new base, at least you can call the new base somewhere between $1,750 and $1,800, which is fantastic because the previous old base was $1,250, 
right? And so we're 600 odd dollars above that. And I think there'll be new bases formed at higher prices, not at lower prices as we go forward because of all the all the fiscal damage that's being done around the world. So, you know, we're, we're in a good business. But look at, the, look at the major producers. They're coining it. They're making so much money and nobody cares, right, in relative terms. The valuation of mining companies, gold mining companies, in comparison to, uh, you know, peers in, in different sectors is, is just a joke, right? It's a joke. And I guess I think the thing to remind ourselves is that not many companies actually get into production. There's a lot of companies talk about it all along the way from exploration, well, and generation even, right the way through no. development, but not many actually get into production. So what's, what's the time frame for you guys? You, you got funded, you're, you're ordering material in now, and, and, and then what? When, when would you no, expect no, I mean, look, to be producing? Our, our, our guidance on production, first goal production, is the end of next year. So this time next year. Or, you know, if, if there's a few bumps along the way that we can't control, it might be early in the new year. Um, but uh, that's our current guidance. If we think that we can't meat that, we'll, we'll let everybody know. And what's the ramp but up? You, what's the, what's the ramp up um, predicted? Oh, uh, okay. So, so the interesting thing is it's all about geometry as well. So we're at the peak of a volcano. Um, and you've seen, people have seen the graphic of, of Phoenix. So at the end of the day, you've got to gen, you're taking off the top of the hill because everything outcrops uh, or the ore body outcrops at surface. So the idea is to make working space and, and, and you slowly get down into working spaces and then you can take the, the, the hill down or the, the old volcano down uh, um, pretty quickly. So the build-up would be between the beginning of the first gold production through to the end of the first 12 months, it will probably, you know, we'll go from zero to hopefully around um, 100,000 ounces by, by the end of 12 months. In the 12, in the 12 months. Okay, so pretty, pretty. Yeah, I mean, at a run rate. So 100,000 ounces, what is it, about 9,000 ounces a month, right? Right. Um, so the run rate will get up to about 9,000 ounces a month by the end of 12 months. But what does that look like in terms of the curve? It's not a straight line, obviously. So is it. Because we, I think we've, we've had conversations in the past about, you know, people talk about, oh, first poor and commercial poor and all the rest of that. And the reality is I, it takes a while. I hate all that stuff. Yeah, I exactly. hate all that stuff. You know, at the end of the day, it's, yes, we've, we've poured our first bar of gold and, 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 and that's it. You know, I mean, guidance is, guidance is weird. I mean, you know, guiding every quarter is really tough in this business, Right. And uh, I found that with Rio Alto, you know, it was really hard to guide. So you set some guidance up at the beginning of the year that you know you can achieve, um, but it's never a straight line. But anyway, um, yeah, look, I mean, it's, it's not really a straight line, but once it gets up to 9,000 ounces, then it becomes more of a, a month. It becomes more of a straight line right. from that point. Okay, okay, fine. And would there be any ambition at the, after at that point, I guess it's market dependent and et cetera, to go to your original uh, feasibility, you know, slightly larger, grander project? Or is that someone else's problem? Well, not our feasibility, but previous yeah. companies' um, pre-feasibility study, which showed a project that um, was producing at 80,000 tonnes of ore to the pad a day. In comparison to our twenty thousand tons a day, yeah, I mean, look, that's the thing we've been working on. We've been talking about that for most of this year about the fact that it's going to rely a lot on water 
Um, and uh, we're, we're looking at water options now. There are several options. There are desal options out of Copiapo that we could tie into. There are water rights that are not being used up around near our project that we're talking to, to the people that uh, have those water rights. So eventually that will fall into place. But I think a lot of people put too much emphasis on water. You know, what people should be putting emphasis on for us is get to production and get to profitable production as per what we predicted that we would do, which is at an ASIC of about $1,000 an ounce and at a run rate of about 9,000 ounces per month. Now, if we can do that, great. You know, we've achieved a lot. Then the rest of it will fall into place. You know, um, people just got to give us time. But the other thing we, uh, you know, I want to talk about today um, that we haven't done in the past is for the first time we, we are going to initiate expiration at Phoenix in 2022. How, how much is spending? Um, that's still being worked out. Um, you know, we've raised enough money to devote equity to the project as per our agreement with Wheaton and also with uh, 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 BMP Paribas, but we have residual cash. And with that residual cash, we intend to, in a limited way, you know, one or two rigs, start exploration drilling. Now, as everybody knows, we've got 5 million ounces of M&I at Phoenix with about 1.4 million ounces of inferred on top of that. The, the thing is, we're not doing inferred conversion because that's for later on. But what we want to do and what the geologists have done is that they've um, been doing a lot of remapping, a lot of geophysics, correlating geophysics with existing drill holes, etc. And what we found is quite a number of targets that have never been drilled around the perimeter of Phoenix. There are also targets of depth that have never been drilled because just the drilling didn't go that deep. And so um, what we want to do as of the beginning of this, well, hopefully Q1 of next year, is that we want to start drilling. And we will never stop drilling, right? Drilling will continue forever. Um, it'll just be how many rigs do we pull up and, and how, how, how much do we do. So we're initiating that. The other thing that we have outlined and I guess discovered to a certain extent is 10 kilometres to the north of Phoenix on our property is another target called, which we've called Antares. And Antares is a very similar anomaly to Phoenix, uh, near surface uh, gold anomalism, um, and we intend to drill that. Now, that could be a few hundred thousand ounces to much more than that over time. Um, but what we're going to show is this project is going to grow. And for those people that are interested in some of the geology of this project, there's quite a bit of information on our website, but also um, early on in the month uh, our, or of November, our um, uh, SVP geology, Enrique Garay, presented at the New Gen Gold Conference in, in Melbourne. And we were one of the only few foreign companies that presented. It was a geological conference. And... Um, we got very good reception from that. In fact, we got one of the top 10 uh, gold producers in the world who is, has signed a CA with us who wants to have a look at what we're doing, which is the first time anybody from a big perspective has taken a look. And I, I'm shocked that nobody else has looked. But anyway, um, you know, people are starting to go, this is pretty fascinating. And 
uh, one of the questions was, so what's your deepest drilling? 600 metres below the surface. And you're still in oxide? Yes. And still in mineralisation? Yes. What's below that? How, you know, what's your plans to dr drill below that? We don't have any. So, you know, that's what this thing is all about, right? And Phoenix, to me, is today 5 million, maybe 6 million ounces. I think at the end of the day, it'll be a 10 million ounce deposit. Um, I'm not a geologist, I'm a mining guy, but um, I can say that because I've critically looked and analytically looked at this information geologists have put together and it just, just lights up. And um, it's like any deposit that you find anywhere in the world. Obviously, the easy stuff is what everybody goes after initially, but then it's some of the, the more things that you have to think about that people have left behind. How, you go, okay, how, how do I value that? that? How do I value that? Okay. I'm looking at you go, I could go from five to 10 because it's all oxides. It's fairly, you've gone down 600 meters. It's great and, and no, no end in sight. Does the market well, suddenly well, go, oh, you, you're worth you, twice the price? How do you value it? Yeah. How do you value it? Well, well, a company just sold itself for $1.4 billion. doesn't even have a resource. So, you know, uh, we've already got $5 million. We could have 10. So maybe we're worth $10 billion. I don't know. Anyway. Is I'm the, a, I'm is the answer, who, know, who knows these days? <laughs> I, I, who knows these days? It's a wacky business, this, this gold business we're in. No, but but that's not taking anything away from great beer. Great, a great deal, and 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 I take my hat off to them. I'm not. It's just tongue in cheek, but I don't know. I don't know how you value that. But but obviously that's this methodical plodding along that people have to get used to. Is that we're going to build a mine. We're going to do exploration. We're going to find more. We're going to expand the mine, and then. You know, this, the value of this thing, depending on what happens to gold, is going to appreciate significantly. That's just the way it happens. But it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be a slow, methodical process. Right. And, um, and you're allocating capital to, capital to that, and you hope that the capital invested versus the return is significantly um, an, an, an enhanced story that you can tell. Okay. I mean, I, I, I get it. Um, I'd love to know, it seems, well, when you know how much money you're allocating um, to that. I like that of a second resource because, I mean, typically, who knows in this market, typically a second resource with a, with, uh, with a similar sort of profile seems to get valued more than just expanding a, an existing resource. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird stuff, Matt, because here we are. We started, I mean, we... We haven't drilled anything. I mean, this project was discovered in 2010. And we started with 5 million ounces and everybody's going, you know, and, and you know, what are we got to do to turn the market on? Well, build a mine. But the other thing we've decided to do is get some drills turning and just show how big this potentially can be. You know, not only for us, but maybe for some other guy, right? Um, and... Um, you know, we've sold businesses before, um, but at the end of the day, we are going to turn this project on. We are going to build a gold mine in Chile. It's, you know, the only new gold mine being built in Chile. Um, and, uh, um, and that's what, uh, you know, investors should be focused on is 
our ability to execute and deliver, as we say. Yeah, I, like, I think I think it's a really strong story. Um, I, I like the fact that don't need to raise any more cash. You're 12 months away from getting to production, and and 12 months further for being at sort of peak uh, production, 100,000 ounces. Uh, it's all good stuff. Um, Alex, like, I'd love, love you to come back. And thanks very much for doing also the technical version uh, with us a month ago. We'll, we'll put the link to that below because that was a super, super, super session. Um, but yours and a few of these more fundamental stories sort of deserve a bit more um, attention. Um, and I think people will start paying attention to you next year. I really do. Yeah. And, and Matt, to you and your crew, have a great Christmas and New Year. Thanks very much for your support. Um, you've got a great platform there um, and I look forward to being able to be back when we've got some news to talk about um, uh, next year. Thank you.